Sit With Us acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to the land this podcast is recorded on. We also pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella. And I'm Dom. And this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture, and everything in between. Coming up on this episode. You definitely don't want hemorrhoids, okay? I don't, I've never had a hemorrhoid, but I've been told that they're horrendous. It's totally okay if that friend may just fizzle and is allowed. Welcome back, guys, to a show that isn't Smoke and Mirrors. This is Sit With Us, the podcast. Welcome back. Ah, and um, <laughs> welcome back to Down Under. You're back in Sydney. You're back in town. I'm back on home soil in the land down under and I can't tell if I'm happy or I'm sad. And I asked Jack this actually as we were walking out of customs the other night. I was like, oh, it's a bit bittersweet. He goes, nah, it's just bitter. And I'm like, babe, that's really like a pessimistic way of thinking. But it is. It's like once you touch down and you go through customs and you go, you know, you're leaving the airport, that's when it's like, okay, my home. You get all your luggage and then you're like, oh, you got to, you know, that you've got to unpack all your stuff. Oh. You got to do the washing. Like, even after just a 24 hour trip for me, I'm like, fuck, this is a drainer. Unpacking is literally the bane of my life, yeah. it feels. I hate it. I'm currently sitting in my bedroom and I've got all the clean clothes just on the bed that need to be folded and put away. And I'm just like, I can't like mentally do that right now because the jet lag is hitting me, you know, I've got a million and one things to do, but it's like, you know what, I'm going to give myself a week to get the house in order. Like I'm not putting the pressure on myself because I think that will make me more stressed and anxious that I'm like failed at, at being a housewife or some shit, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I've done all the washing in my jet lag state of the first night that we got back. We woke up at like 2.30 a.m., could not get back to sleep. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do five loads of washing and that's what I did and it was great. It actually worked out for me. So <laughs> sometimes it's hard to switch your brain off and when you're jet lagged, I feel like my brain does not stop. I had this fucking Taylor Swift song in my head constantly over and over and I'm just like, why? Which one was why? it? I don't know any of Taylor Swift's songs but give us oh. a belt. It's from one of her like early albums and she's just um, re-released it and it's called Mean. It's actually a great song but I'm like I can't keep replaying these lyrics in my head when I'm trying to sleep at 3.30 in the morning, Yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's like, bitch, you need to be up in the morning and ready to go. Like I'm powered by coffee at the moment which is not helping one of my biggest things, the biggest struggle at the moment from jet lag which is the constipation. Oh, shit. We all know about toilet time, guys. Oh, it's like my body doesn't know where it is, which is totally fine because, I mean, my mind doesn't either. I've just got to give my body time to readjust. I just keep thinking, oh, no, it, I need to be better now. Like I need to not have jet lag now, you know. It doesn't help that I'm getting my period so, and I'm always constipated even more before my period, so I'm like backed up. So I went and got some organic figs from the shop just before, so I had a few of them and I feel like that's going to help because uh, once again TikTok told me to eat figs and drink a glass of water and, 
you should go. I mean, I believe that. Yeah. You know. And what about some licorice? Licorice always is good. Licorice tea or oh, eating licorice? Li- yes, I do have licorice tea. Well, after my lunch, I'll make myself a licorice tea instead of having another coffee. That'll probably be good. Maybe stop having so much caffeine. Yeah, maybe because <laughs> you'll probably get the shakes. That's what happens to me if I have way too much caffeine. I just get oh, – that's where my anxiety kicks in. When I'm like haven't chat, having more coffee to try and <laughs> shit, that's where the anxiety kicks in because – I go around the clock. Even when I was in Queensland just on the weekend, we were down by the pool like lying in the sun and we'd eaten and I know that I need to go to the toilet after I usually eat a meal. Yeah. And I was like to Renee, oh, like I'll bear it back. And her roommate was upstairs and I'd just like come back to go to the toilet and I was like, oh, like I'll be here for probably about, you know, 25 to 30 minutes. And I was explaining (laughs) to her like it's clockwork, like – I spend a lot of time sitting on the toilet and you know that, my partner knows that, even my brother knows that. He bought me a book for Christmas one time. It was a book that said like things to read when you've taken a poo. I'm pretty sure I've still got the book. Love that. You should keep it in the bathroom, you know, in the toilet there with you and you can read it. But I know a lot of people, it's a thing that you take your phone in with you you know, you catch up on emails, send messages. I know when Ella is like really consistent with her messages one after the other, I'm like, she's on the toilet. She's on the toilet. I just know now, like (laughs) it's like we're intrinsically linked that I know when you're taking your shit. But look, I've actually started doing your trick where you use the bin and you raise your your feet up. That's great. The poop stool. The poop stool, that really does help. It's It's like a known thing, but there's also like, Heaps of research on it. There's heaps of TikToks and I see it on Instagram pop up, like elevating your legs help open up the area so that it just like. Yeah, it opens up the passageway to allow the shit to come out. And you don't want to be pushing because you definitely don't want hemorrhoids, okay? I don't, I've never had a hemorrhoid, but I've been told that they're horrendous. Let's not talk about hemorrhoids anymore. I want to talk about your sleep because I know you've been yeah. struggling with sleep as if you're jet lagged, but you just went to Queensland, doll. What's happening? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't have the answer. It comes in waves. I sometimes am like the best sleeper, like won't wake up. And I know when I've had a good sleep is when I haven't had dreams. And my mm. gosh, let me tell you about the dream I had on the weekend. One of my dreams were Tones and I, the singer, the artist, she yeah. she had my bottle of Vixen. And then somehow I was invited to a private show where she was performing. And I was in like the car park, like what you see on the Kardashians. Like I was in the private car park getting escorted with Justin Bieber, Hayley, Kylie Jenner's old friend Geordie was there. How random is this? I literally said to the security, I'm like, hey, um, I, I don't know anyone. I don't even know how I got here. I don't think I'm actually meant to be here. In my dream, I was saying that whilst like looking at all these people like party and like celebrities everywhere. But I just stood there and I was like, I don't think I'm in the right place. I think I need to leave. I ordered an Uber and my Uber was a horse carriage. Wow. And my horse, and it was like this creepy man on a horse carriage who was riding me in the carriage and it was like 3am home. And I just remember thinking in my dream, oh, this doesn't look very good coming home in a horse carriage with a man to guy. And then I like woke up and was like, wait, what? 
on earth just happened and it felt so real. Like on Saturday, I literally was going on with my day as if I was with Hayley and Justin Bieber that night. Like I was, it felt like I was literally with them last night. I'm like, yeah, like I'm. I'm well, maybe you've manifested it, babe. Maybe Tones <laughs> and I would love a bottle of Vixen. You should DM her. I know she actually follows me, which is such a random thing. Because I, I remember going through a phase where that I was like going wild. through my following and just because you never know who follows you. Because I saw a random TikTok, right? This is like off topic, but I saw a random TikTok of this chick from Love Island, Australia, I think the last one, and she was in Bondi Junction. I can't remember the girl's name, sorry, but she was in Bondi Junction and she saw Zac Efron. Zac Efron because he's filming our movie here and she was like, oh, my God, it's Zac Efron. I'm going to go up and ask for a photo and just, like, talk to him. Anyway, she went up to him and he was like, oh, you're so-and-so. I follow you on Instagram because I – I was watching you on Love Island. What? So moral, moral of the story is you never know who's following you on Instagram because I don't know because I don't really keep up with my feed of like stuff on Instagram. I don't know. I don't live my life by bloody Instagram and who likes my photos and shit. Speaking of technology, I wanted to quickly talk about uh, my Kindle. Now, I'm usually a physical book kind of lady, but on this trip I wanted to get back into reading and – I read like 10 books while I was away and there was no way I was going to carry 10 books around the world with me, like no bloody way. And I've always been anti-Kindle. I'm like, oh, no, like I, I love a physical book. I love the smell. Mm. I love the touch. All of all of the senses that come with a physical book. Anyway, so I got myself a Kindle. It was great price. Like I love this thing now, guys. Okay. It is big game changer like at the pool at the beach it's so easy to hold like if I'm laying in bed at night I don't have to have the light on Jack can be asleep next to me anyway so I've I read like 10 books on holiday I've really been into like these steamy kind of sexy books um, I know a lot of our our sit with us listeners are huge readers as well and and I wanted to put this to you guys because I don't know if this is just me or you guys do the same thing but if there is a book, no matter how many people have recommended it to me or, you know, how popular it is, if the main character, the protagonist, has a name of someone I dislike or an ex, I cannot read the book. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you why. Because I was about to start reading this book and the main character's name was Olivia. <gasps> and I was like, nah, I can't do it. I can't read this book because the protagonist's name is Olivia. I can't disassociate now. I don't know that sounds stupid and silly. I feel like it could be a thing though. Heaps of people might not be able to do that. And I I thought this is a really interesting kind of little topic and I'm so curious to see if other people relate to this and if they can't read books. You know, obviously fiction books and, yes, I was just like, Damn, I really wanted to read that, but nah, you fucked up with the main character name, so I can't go there. (laughs) Babe, you were listening to another podcast and the idea of friendship and I guess getting older and friendship groups and that kind of stuff really stuck out to you so what, what was it about what was said on that podcast that like I think it was um I mentioned it to you before but I actually got it wrong because I've been listening to 
a fair few different podcasts. But it was actually one of good old Jay Shetty, which we love Jay Shetty. And it was his birthday recently and he recorded like a little bonus app and it was around the 12 lessons that he's learnt in the last 12 months. And the first one that he said, which straight away I was like, oh, I think this would be really interesting because, you know, we have such a diverse age group of listeners, whether it's female and uh, male, but we've spoken about this before, I feel as well, early days, like early days Mm. on the podcast. And what he said was being conscious of who you keep and let go in your life, just because you have history doesn't mean you have to force a future. Wow. Isn't that like mind-blowing? That hits. And like I paused it and just thought about that line and was like, Mm. wow. Like then I was reflecting about people who are in my life and people who I do have history with who aren't in my life anymore and how it's okay. And I think now that we're like I'm nearly 30, you're 30, like as we're getting older it's such a thing that we say you know as you get older you realize all these things and Mm. I just think it's a really interesting topic because I know that I've got girlfriends that or I know of girls who are friends with friends and you know they're still at that I have to have a hundred friends like they don't care about the quality of the actual friendship they just want to have a hundred friends And how as we get older, you know, we hear it all the time, quality over quantity, right? And like I was having this conversation as well with someone and I was reflecting of my friends and since before maths to now how none of them have left me. None of it has changed our friendship. Yeah, You know, like jealousy can come in the picture, no, nothing like that happened to you, did it with friends? Did it? I mean, through my divorce I lost friends because um, of, you know, things that went on and it was just – it was, you know, a bad time in my life for multiple reasons. But I think as we get older, we think back to when we're, we were younger and how much we held on to having people around us because having friends I think we sometimes think that it equates to like – how good of a person we are. Like the more friends you have, the better of a person you are. And that's not true at all. I think it's the quality of that friendship because we sometimes mix up friends or friendships, relationships with acquaintances. They're very different. Like I know a lot of people, okay, I know a lot of people. I can, you know, if I see them at cafe, I'll say hi. That doesn't mean that they're my friend, Okay, and this might be a bit like controversial to say, but I wouldn't like if I am acquaintances with people, I don't call them my friends. My friend is someone that I know about their lives. I ask them how they are. I talk to them. We go out, we catch up, all of that kind of stuff. That's a friend. An acquaintance is someone that I know of. We have connections, but they're not my friend. And I'm okay to say that I've only got a handful of really good quality close friends who I know the ins and outs of their life and and vice versa with me and you know I'm okay with that but I think back to when I was like 16 and the be all and end all of my life was having so many friends and going to their house and catching up with them all the time and being around them 
And it's interesting how your priorities shift as you get older because, you know, we get into relationships, we have jobs, we have lives that are crazy and intense. And it's interesting how friendships and having people in your life that I guess add to your life rather than take away from it. And that's why that quote really just hit so much because you can have people in your life who are just fucking draining you know, you might think of them as a friend, but they're actually like they suck the life out of you. And that's not a friend to me. Yeah. And you can have all this history, right? You could know someone for 20 years who you grew up with, but then if you really looked at the friendship, they're not maybe the person that you would call if you needed something or you couldn't necessarily lean on them or trust them with, you know, something that you want to share. Like, the history part really, that's where I was like, wow, that's so interesting. Like, yep, we say, oh, I've known them for 20 years, like friends for life. But it's like, really? Then there, you know, there might be some where I've got, I've got one girlfriend who I've known since I was four or five years of age. And she, yes, she will be my friend for life. And I only see her maybe once a year. But when you catch up, it's like time hasn't passed. There's no like disrespect that we haven't both caught up like isn't it interesting how there's some friends that you don't have to see every day and you don't have to speak to every day and they won't ever make you feel bad about it and then when you eventually do catch up whether it's once a year or every few months you just pick up where you left off but then there's some that aren't like that who might make you feel bad and I remember in high school that's what it was it was popularity contests, who's got the most friends, who's going to be invited to the party. If you're not invited, you know, people might think that, you know, you're not a great person or, you know. Yeah, you're not cool or, you know, if you're not invited to this catch-up and, you know, you're in that friendship group but one girl didn't invite you over to her house and it can be so detrimental, you know, to a young person growing up. And I think that necessarily doesn't change when you're an adult because as humans we're pack animals, right? We want to be close around people. We want to be accepted. And I don't think that ever changes. We all want to be liked and we want all want to be accepted into whatever it is, whether it be a new job or whatever group, like, you know, at the dog park, you want to be accepted into that crew or, you know, your neighbours or whatever it may be. So it, it's just interesting. I've only got like I can count on one hand that kind of friend that even if we don't see each other for a few months, when we do catch up it's like we've been talking every day kind of thing. And that to me is you know, friends that they're always going to be there and they're not going to judge you for not having that consistent friendship. And, guys, having friends is hard. Let's just normalise that, okay? Let's fucking normalise that keeping friendships is hard, okay? It gets so much harder as an adult. Like, obviously, we don't have children. We've got relationships. I've got a dog. Ella's got cats. It is hard to factor into our lives. I know for us, you know, and I can't imagine for you guys out there listening, but to factor in, you know, coffee catch-ups or going for dinner or going to the movies or fucking, I don't know, even a phone call. Like it is bloody hard. Our lives are hectic. And I think we we are so hard on ourselves that, oh, I, I've been a bad friend. Being a bad friend is if you're being a cunt, you know, if you're saying something really rude and you've been an, an asshole to your friend or, you know, you, you know that your friend's going through trauma and you're not reaching out, like that's a bad friend. Not 
replying to a text message straight away or returning a phone call for a few days, that doesn't make you a bad friend. We need to cut ourselves some slack. Life's hard. And we sometimes forget that because we have to be this power female, like we have to do it all, you know. We have to have the clean house. We have to, you know, go to the gym every day and we've got to be a good friend. We've got to – it's just – it's exhausting and you've got to cut yourself some slack. Yeah, and I think as we're getting older – I'm having this sort of moment right now with a friend who's a part of, you know, we've been all friends since high school. As we get older, we all are, like you were saying, busy, right? You know, I'm now, and you you are too, in a relationship, navigating through that, balancing Mm. work, balancing family, and also balancing friends. So, you know, I've got I've got a schedule with a group of girls that we do dinner every fortnight and we've been doing that for years. And, you know, there's one friend that may not be making the same level of effort. And it sort of gets to that point where it needs to be, it's a two-way street, right? Friendship is, and it's like a relationship with your partner. Like you've both got to really be putting in the work if you want to keep something and you want to, you know, grow and do all those things together. Like perfect example you and I, we fly into state to maintain this relationship because we want yes. to and we respect each other yeah. and we love each other. And, you know, even my other best friend, Renee, she's moved to the Gold Coast and I, I made the effort to fly up, spend some time with her and she's coming to Melbourne this weekend. Like it's really also about putting in the effort amongst the busy lives that we live. And if someone isn't giving you, I guess, what you're giving them or what you're really hoping for and if you feel like it really is just a one-way street it's totally okay to back off like it's totally okay if that friend may just fizzle and nizzle out because that's what yeah, happens it's as, totally yeah it happens as you get older I think people's you know, lifestyles change. Some people might have kids. Some people might have, you know, fly in, fly out jobs or whatever that may be. Like lifestyles change. And I think we are hard on ourselves to think, oh, if that friendship is fizzling out, what am I doing wrong? Am I not giving enough? And even if you are the person that's fizzling out, it's okay to be that too, but you've got to communicate that in some way. Like, I don't know how, because I've never been in that situation, but I think it's, you know, it's only fair that after a while you need to kind of make it clear that maybe you've changed and that's okay too. Like Yeah, and we grow out of we grow out of people and friendship groups. We grow up and we grow out of it. And sometimes you have less things in common. Like I know with one of my friends years ago, we were like besties in high school. We were like, you know, there was like six or seven of us. And then as soon as we left high school, as soon as I moved from that private school to the public school, I actually just knew straight away that we weren't going to be friends anymore because there wasn't really anything in common anymore. And like I started to see her differently and I did communicate that to her like because, you know, she kind of wanted to catch up often and I was unavailable and I was making up excuses. And I was just really transparent and was like, look, I just don't feel like we really have much in common anymore. Like, we catch up and all she would do is, you know, talk badly about or gossip about people at school. And I didn't want to be a part of that anymore. Like I didn't want to associate. That's why I left the school as well. Like it, yeah. it just wasn't me. And it's okay to say that to someone in a kind way, you know, like let's not cause up a, a fight, but 
definitely communicate it if you feel like you've just got nothing in common anymore with a friend. It's okay to be like that. Yeah, because sometimes we're put in situations like school, for instance, you know, or you know, if you play a sport like dancing, whatever it might be, you, you're put into certain situations where you're not forced to be friends, but that's the one thing that you have in common. So they just automatically become part of your life. And then when that part of your life changes, it's okay that you don't keep in touch with that person. Like, I don't know what it is that this need or want to have so many people around you know, in your life. Like I find it exhausting. I I physically can't. 100%. Like it's, it's too much. It, it, it is. It's a lot. And then I'm still in this love bubble, right? Like my God, am I in this freaking love bubble? And it's honeymoon phase. Everyone says it dies. Well, it, mine's peaking still. And I'm loving being in our little love bubble and, you, yeah. you know, meeting his friends and like getting to know his friends. It's so interesting because growing up, you know, in my 20s, in the past six years, I've been surrounded by my friends in relationships and seeing my girlfriends making friends with all these new girls that are the partners of their partner. Like, anyway, all all the girlfriends, friends, right? And they're all hanging out and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, they've got now this whole new, Mm. like, group that they see regularly because the boys set up, you know, a catch-up and all the girlfriends come along and... I'm starting to sort of, you know, get to know guys' mates and like his mates' partners and we've done double dates and it's like, wow, like that's a whole nother extension of people that you will now, you know, have those catch-ups with and like celebrate birthdays or baby showers and engage and it's like, whoa, there's like a whole new layer when you're in this relationship And that's also something that I never really thought about until recently because I'm going to a couple of weddings at the end of this year, which, you know, I've only been to a few of my close friends, but these are his, like, best friends. And it's like, whoa, like, I'm celebrating his best friend's weddings I wouldn't be going to if I didn't have a partner. Yeah, and it's it's so – it's crazy how – as your life changes, your circle changes because you're added into someone else's circle. And it's just so interesting. And, you know, we have such limited time on earth, you know, we never really know when that time may be up. And I think it's so important that we really choose our time so wisely now as we get older. Like I just think about, you know, texting the girls and we're we're booking in a catch-up and I'm like – Mm, there's some that I just wouldn't necessarily, well, not some, there's only like one that may be moving forward. I may not really use that one day a week where I've got that energy to catch up with, you know? And I'm like, yeah, cool. Like I kind of had that feeling in my gut for a couple of years and now it's just getting closer to that point where it's okay. Like that friendship may just disconnect and it's like, I imagine just like this little woolen string just like chop and it just like slow motion yeah. like disconnects and it, it's okay. Like it's not a – it's not like a big deal and in our younger teen years we're just so like motivated by something. I, I don't even know what it is when we're in high school. Like I don't even mm. know where it freaking comes from. I don't even know where it comes from. Yeah. it's What is it about that age that it, that's where, where – start yeah like you know is it us seeing 
I don't know, the, the girls in the year above who were the, the hot girls and they got the hot boys and are we looking at the girls who are older than us with, you know, all the girlfriends? Are we looking at them and like, I want to be like that or because she's beautiful and she's got the boy, she's got the 10 girlfriends, that makes her the best. Like, is that where mm. it comes from? Because like when I think about it now and I think about high school and I think about the girls in the year above me, I feel like that's what I used to think at 16. I'd look at those girls being like, wow, their hair, their makeup, the boys, the popularity. Like, is that where it comes from? I don't know where it stems from. It's interesting, but I think in all of this, it's important to remember the relationship with yourself that you need to foster and really nurture as well. You know, it's easy to forget about yourself and taking time for yourself as well, that your friendship and the relationship with yourself is important. And you don't want to lose that amongst, you know, the relationship you have with your significant other, your friends, your girlfriends, whatever that may be, because we forget about that. We, We always want to give ourselves to others, but we need to remember to always have that time for ourselves, whether that be sitting on the couch watching Sex in the City and eating chocolate and having your time or, you know, self-pleasure, all of that kind of stuff, Whatever, going for a, a walk and listening to a podcast and just having time for yourself. That is so important as well and that's, you know, nurturing your own relationship with yourself, with your body, with your mind. And I wish um, that we were taught that when we were 16. Imagine what we'd be like now. Like we're so about it now, but imagine if that's like something that our parents, you know, would tell us. Like, And I hope this, this has been insightful for you guys and, and made you think a bit about what time and energy you're giving to people in your lives because at the end of the day we are just molecules all put together and, and energy and there's, you know, it isn't infinite. Our life isn't infinite and as you said, we're only here for a short amount of time. So it's good to have that moment of reflection sometimes to really think about what you're giving of yourself to others and if that's being reciprocated. And, you know, even just listening to this podcast and having some time to think about that, it's a nice reflection. It's like a form of meditation, I think, of that part of your life. Just really just, and like okay, I need to reflect on that. Yeah, and like I just remember... I used to give, I mean, I I still do to, you know, the important people. But, like, growing up, I used to just give so much of me to my friends, like – I would be finding myself the proactive one of when are we catching up? Let's do dinner. Let's do this. Like, you know, this is after high school days. Like, I felt like I was always the one, like, trying to – organize everyone to get together because I loved being around the girls and you know I still love doing that now but obviously my friendship group it's it is it's tight it's small it's loyal it's connected but back then it's like I always felt like I was the one like doing that and it wasn't getting reciprocated and then as I got older I just realized okay what if I just stopped what if I just stopped trying to catch up with certain people and I would test it you know and Mm. I would realize, oh, like I'm the initiator. Like that's not fair. Maybe they don't want to see me anymore. Maybe they don't want to be my friend anymore. And maybe they don't want to, you know, grow up together. And it takes a lot to accept that because I remember there was a couple of girls where that did happen where they just simply didn't want to be friends with me anymore. And this is going maybe back like 10 years. 
And I remember feeling like, what have I done or why? Like, what have I done wrong or, you know, what don't you like about me? And, I mean, it took a while to realise and, it, you know, it for you guys if you are younger and you're in that current moment now in your early teens or 19, 20, because I feel like that's a really tough age too, fresh out of high school. Like, you're not seeing your besties every day and navigating through who you're going to see still now that you're not at school. Like, that's a really yeah. interesting time and age and it it does take a lot to I think accept in that time if someone's not making the effort or like if they don't want to be your mate I think it's it takes a lot to accept it and know that it's not you it's usually them and I mean this is just from my experience and friendships and when I've reflected upon friendships and why they've fizzled out it's usually got nothing to do with me I mean, that's the way I feel. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but. No, I just think, you know, if that's your takeaway from it, then that's how it's been meant to be. And, I mean, you're better off for it. And that's what I hope is the takeaway from this episode that everyone takes, you know, because relationships of whatever colour they are, you know, your significant other, your girlfriend, whatever, like they're hard and it takes work and sometimes it's hard to find that energy. It is and I think we just need to be kinder to ourselves and it all comes back to energies and I think that, you know, that quote that stemmed this whole conversation today is so insightful and, yeah, like there is just so much there that we could, you know, further talk about there but it's. And it's like you think about friendships that were tiring. Like I remember Mm. like it would be tiring to, I don't know, message someone, organise a catch-up and then sometimes you catch up with them and you walk away and you're like, wow, I actually feel like a bit weird and shitty or like negative and like that was a real negative catch-up because they were just talking yeah, shit. Yeah, or like drained or yeah, you know, that kind of thing. It's You've got to listen to your mind and your soul and just your heart I guess as well too, right, because you, you pick up on that stuff and I think when when you start feeling that maybe it's time – to be like, mm, okay, well, maybe I'm not going to give as much of myself to this person and just see what happens because, you know, if if that relationship's not bringing you anything, then it's time to disconnect from that. Like that feel good, you know, when like you see your friend and you go home, you're like, fuck, that was a really good catch up. Like, you know, they're doing so great or like you, you know how you feel when you've finished the catch yeah, up. Yeah, when you get home it's like, oh, it was just so nice to see everyone and catch up and it just feels so nice. That's the feeling that you want, not like, oh, my God, fuck, I feel drained from that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it is such an interesting topic and, I mean, I feel like I could really, you know, dive so deep into and all the friendships in, in high school and comparing it to now but I think – What's really important if you guys are younger listeners or even older, I mean, we go through we go through this stuff when we're older as well. I, I, I am aware of that because I've heard of it. It happens at all different stages in our lives, like whether it be when we're younger, when we're older, like the friendships, you know, they, they come and go at, at different stages in our life. I'm really curious to see the conversation in our Facebook group. I really – I'm keen for when this episode drops and what the conversation is going to be because I think it'll be really, really insightful. And I even actually remember, I don't know if it was anonymous or who it was, but there was a comment, there's been comments in our Facebook group before of younger girls, you know, wanting advice between their best friend and her. And I remember there was, yeah, it was a lengthy 
post and it was around her and her best friend and how she, you know, wasn't feeling like they were being as close and it wasn't like two ways. And then I think maybe even her best friend had hooked up with her boyfriend or something. It was a little bit shambles. And I think yeah, we well. all came in and we all gave her advice. And, yeah, you know, that's what we're about here. You know, Dom and I are about trying to give you guys advice always coming from a place of our experience and then take it you know how you want to but it will be interesting to see what the threads are as in the thread in the Facebook group and where this chat goes because I want to know your age whether you're much older than us much younger than us and if you're going through that popularity stage if you feel like you are culling friends that don't serve you anything anymore like tell us because it is so interesting it is so interesting. yeah please guys come into the Facebook group join us if you haven't already and if you are part of the group I would love to see your thoughts on this and hear what stage of life you're going through with friendships and and your experiences too because I that's like the part of this whole podcast that I really love is seeing everyone else's experiences and opinions all come together and, you know, it, it might just be just us two talking here on the podcast but it's all of you guys listening and, you know, adding to this community that we've built that makes this so amazing. So please do come and join us and I really do hope that you guys took something from this little chat. and um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to read the line one more time just to end the episode so that yeah, when the episode ends, you guys can actually just sit with it and think about it and see where it takes you because I know that it took me to a, wow, that's fucking, that's a really hard-hitting statement. So being conscious of who you keep and let go of in your life just because you have history doesn't mean you have to force a future. Wow. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Love you. Bye.